So the other day, I realized I was locked out of a room, but I only had one single lockpick. So I sat there for, I kid you not, at least 20 minutes, just trying my hardest not to break this one lockpick I had because I had to get in this room so, so bad. And I sat there and a little bit left and a little bit right. And finally, boom, nailed it without breaking the lockpick. Real life or Skyrim. I, so I'm going to say both. Oh, I'm, I'm going with Skyrim on this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Skyrim. Nope, it was my bedroom. I locked myself <laughs> oh. out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> no, no, no. Work. Point of contention here. I won that one. You said lockpick. Were you using a real lockpick? No, a oh. figurative lockpick. So your story oh. is unraveling immediately. <laughs> so what was a lockpick then? It was like a use. screwdriver head thing. It was just oh, okay. And you were afraid it was going to break. I was afraid it was going to break, and then it would break <laughs> off, and I'd never get into my bedroom ever again. So I, you could kick in the door. I could kick in the door, but then I'd lose my deposit. Okay. All right, all right. I'm really gonna lose anyway. So yeah, I think I think Dorian's closest there. He said both. Yeah, yeah. So goes to you. Well all right, done. sweet. Well done. Oh, small victories. Welcome everybody to episode three of Arrows to the Knee, the hashtag Dovacast. I am Killian Giants Toe McMurphy, joined as always, as ever, every single time by my wonderful co-host Dorian Fetch the Mead Mitchell. How hey, you doing, Dorian? Good man. How you guys doing? And Lee, Grilled Leek Stetson. Honest pay for honest work. Always, always. My character's doing well. Uh, level 60. I'm kind of at the point where I'm really, really looking for stuff to do, and I'm struggling to find it. How about you, Dorian? So my character is level 57. I recently finished the Dark Brotherhood quest line, oh. which I will talk about later on this episode. Oh. Currently, I am looking for the Eyes of the Farmer for the Thieves Guild. And my next big thing will be to collect all the Dragon Priest masks. Don't you think they're above the nose of the Falmer? Ooh. I never da, 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 da. How about you, Lee? Yeah, I've had uh, just a wondrous time in Skyrim lately. So I'm continuing down, as, as we know, as listeners know, my path to unite the Bandit Clans yes. of Skyrim. But I think what was missing was an aspect of organization. Mm -hmm. So I decided to reach out to my companions the companions, my companions. Oh, the mine now. Okay. It's... Well, so I want to remain humble, but I am now, I'm the harbinger of the companions. Oh. And so I'm, I'm looking at using this as a platform uh, so that the bandits will actually recognize me. Because bandits recognize force. And yes. Who has more force than the companions? But anyway, that's really cool. But I think we've got something much more exciting going on. What's that? Very, mean? very exciting. Yeah. Killian, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on? We are joined by our very first guest, Whoa. CJ Battlebarn. CJ, how you doing today, bud? I'm good. I'm happy to be here, guys. We're happy to have you. Yeah, man, welcome, welcome. Love the show. Wow. Do you, do you love the show? Yeah, I'm, I might be exaggerating. Oh. <laughs> love is a strong I think he likes it greatly. I think we're going to start off uh, your time on the podcast with a few questions from our interview extraordinaire, Dorian Mitchell. Before we do that, Killian, I just want CJ just quickly like your little talk about a little bit about your ties to Skyrim. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to just full disclosure, I haven't played the game in probably a little over a year. Boo. <laughs> wow. But these discussions have gotten me pretty excited. I'll probably start again, and I think I'm probably just going to go ahead and start an entirely new game when I do it. Nice. So, yeah. oh, well, maybe try to do something different than what I did before. 
before. So. What did you do before? Uh, before I was, I the very first time I played, I was it was pretty generic. Like I did, you know, uh, sword and shield, uh, bow and arrow. You know, mm -hmm. just kind of went through the game, slashing and hacking. Um, As a warrior. Yeah, pretty much. And I think that what I'd like to try this time because I've I've played all all three of the major games, Oblivion, Morrowind, and I always kind of did that mm -hmm. that kind of character. So I, what I'd really like to do is something I've never done before: is just try to be a pure mage and just do everything completely oh. with. Magic. 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 Yeah. Be yeah. careful where you cast those spells. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can put house down. You make a guard nervous. Yeah. And I think if I do it, I'm going to have to do it like full blown. Because if I try to do some kind of like battle mage thing where I have an axe and a spell, I'm just going to use that axe yes. all the time. Just and never commit to it. So I'm going to just try to do like a pure and see, just see some different parts of the game that I've never used before. So get used to turning and running away frantically when you run out of magic up because that will happen a lot. Okay, yeah, that's good advice. That's good oh, yeah, advice. just run with your hands up. It helps you run a lot faster. And so now it's time for our segment, CJ. Sure, yeah. Um, I had some questions to ask you. I felt like these questions a lot. I scribbled many notes, throw those notes away, a whole new thing. <laughs> okay. So first I'm of glad all, I'm getting the quality questions. Though. As you yeah. should. Quality is so, another yeah. strong word. What <laughs> is your name? <laughs> Who are you? So Wrong first, game. first question I have for you, CJ. CJ Battleblocks. That's a that's quite a title. You How, gave it to me, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very odd. I don't remember this at all. I gave it to you. Oh, okay. It was killing. Yeah, I thought Sorry. you battled battled an actual barn. Like you went out in the walls of Cambridge and did battle with a barn. Is no, this true? Barnes is with an E in there. It's it's not Well, my yeah. facts are wrong. Okay. Yeah. You're off to a great start. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I have a what if scenario for you, CJ. Okay. I like So what you played the game, you know, about a year ago. So you know. So say you're in White Rock. Okay. You see someone's uh, silver necklace. Okay. And you're like, yeah, that's pretty fancy. I kind of want it. And you go to, you know, you pickpocket said silver necklace. But a okay. guard catches you. And he says to you, you have committed crimes against Skyrim and her people. What say you in your defense? What is your response? Um, obviously, I, I killed the guard, right? That's how you. That's the Whoa! <laughs> okay, well, you're that's from coming. the Killian McMurphy <laughs> yeah, camp of Skyrim. No, but never. I feel like this. I don't. I didn't intend to do it all the time, but um, anytime I like got in trouble or did something I didn't want to do in Skyrim, I would kind of just go on a rampage and see how long I could last. Mm. And then, and then when it's over, time. I just go back to the recent save and just don't. Don't do that again. So, so a little you get a little bit of fun out of it, but then you go back to what you were doing before. I think that's a sign of some like deep seated. Yeah. It could be. I don't know. I was going to say that's. You um, don't have many other places that you can do something like that. So. You can't do that at work. Or, no, um, no. So only Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. So I would have. Um, Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So that's uh, something I learned about you today. I would. Okay. I would have accepted the answer. I don't have time for this. Do you? And the guard would have said, "You know what." You're not worth the hassle. I also really don't remember what like the options were in like the. If Usually, you, maybe you should have yeah. gave me the options for the. Oh text. no, I think you. I think you just. We'll okay. add that in okay. post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, CJ, so I understand you are you have acting experience, correct? Sure. Yeah. A little and bit. I think your I think your history involves Cats the Musical, Deep Blue Sea, Black Swan, Fifty First Dates. This is all making sense. This is all sure. You you left out Sharknado too. The yeah. second one. Oh, it's very important. I did like your work yeah. in that movie. Thank you. Wait, what is it about acting you enjoy? 
uh, you know, I love escaping. You know, that's what it, the same thing that it is for like the video games or any movies that I watch. It's just about escaping your reality and exploring something else for a little while. You know, not that my reality is anything horrible. I, I have a great life. I love it. But like, it's just kind of fun to see somebody else's perspective and put yourself in another situation. Much like Skyrim. Exactly. Yeah. See, it, all, it all comes yeah. full circle. Yeah. It, all, it all ties in somehow. Yeah. And so my last question mm-hmm. for you. What would you rather eat? A giant's toe? Vampire dust? Or the antenna of a Charis Hunter? A Charis Hunter is a praying mantis-like bug. I'm glad you explained that to me. I was, yeah. I did not sure know you. that. Um... I don't know exactly what happens when you eat either one of these things. I know like everything in the game that you eat has like an effect, right? Mm-hmm, so, correct. Yeah, I don't, I don't four, know. Even four effects. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Four. Indeed. Interesting. Um, but not we're not taking effects into this. Purely We're talking taste. about literally like... Oh, taste. taste. No, but that is a well-considered answer yeah. because yeah, seriously. there I are mean. consequences to all of our actions in Skyrim. And plus, like, when I think about it, the first thing I thought about was taste. I'm like, okay, obviously giant's toe isn't going to taste very good. But I have absolutely no idea what vampire dust would taste like. So <laughs> I, like, I don't know how to answer that exactly in that way. Okay. So if you had But to, I'm going just, just yeah, to, just yeah. to, I like to live dangerously. I'm going to say vampire dust. Whoa. Whoa. So if you had eaten a vampire dust, you would have gained a visibility. So there you go. Oh, Fun good, job. There good you go. job. Always trust your gut. Right. And that is all the questions I have for you, CJ. Thank you. What a well-done interview. I have experience <laughs> interviewing people and whatnot, I believe. Speaking of experience, let's talk about your experience with the Dark Brotherhood. Talk about earlier. Now, gentle listeners, I apologize in advance. This is the first time I'm going to admit that I was wrong about a statement I made previously in an earlier episode. The first of many. Yes. Well, let's not, let's not say that. So, if people, as we're calling episode one, I kind of um, bash Cicero a little bit. I, I use a couple of choice phrases when I described him. Mm-hmm. Achillian Lee took offense at that. And I apologize. They were right and I was wrong. Cicero is a true member of the Dark Brotherhood and I found out the hard way. What was the hard way? And during the Dark Brotherhood quest line, you do the thing with the Gourmet, you assume the identity of the Gourmet, you go to poison the Emperor, and you do this successfully. You think you are great. Turns out that was an imposter. And you, when you go upstairs, after you escape on the top of the castle, you have the his personal bodyguards waiting for you. And the commander's there saying how Astrid had betrayed you mm. and sold you out. So that was kind of a, kind of a letdown for me. Mm. Just like we told you, we warned you a long you time did. ago. And I, and you did. And you know what? So I, I would take back my earlier statements. Hail Sithus. Hail Sithus indeed. Yeah. Poor Dorian. Should we accept his apology? We'll consider it. No, no, that that takes a lot. It, it does take a lot to say that you were wrong, <laughs> especially when you're wrong so often. Was yeah, it? It's a lot. That's very odd. I don't think that's right at all. Very high batting average. I don't think that's right at all. But look, you don't need to dwell on that. Yeah. With the Dark Brotherhood, have any of you guys ever done the alternate where you actually like take out all of the Dark Brotherhood? No, I thought no. about it, but I was convinced. I did this it. completely by accident the first time I played it. Um, because if you, like, you know, Astrid has you with, like, the three people, and she's yeah. like, you have to kill these people to get initiated. I'm like, I don't want to do that, you know? And I know it's just a game, and this probably goes against what you'd think of me from earlier with my rampage. Right, no, but yeah. I was like, I don't want to kill these innocent people, and so I tried to see if I could, like, kill her instead. Yeah. And when you do that, it sets you on an entirely different, like, chain of events, and you yeah. actually end up, like, one by one taking out all the members of the... the oh, snap, all right. So, yeah. Kind of a fun alternate 
like way to go. What that. if? Yeah. Did have you played both sides of it? Have you played? I did. I went back and did it the other way. Which one's which way is better? You think? Um, I think doing actually doing the Dark Brotherhood um, mission is much more fun. That's what I because um, uh, my boyfriend's playing through right now for his first time, and he just encountered um, Innocence Lost and did that whole mission and. He asked, should I just murder her instead? And that's pretty, what, what you just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there is, like, I thought that would just be the end of it. Because when you kill her, it just says, like, mission failed and it goes away. But then you go to, like, the nearest town and there's somebody in that town, like, the Jarl or whatever is, um, actually, like, gives you another mission to take out the rest of them. So, hmm. Talking about things that are better, I want to take a moment to thank this episode's sponsor. Look, this episode is sponsored by just a really good group of people. All members of the White Run Guard chipped in to buy a sponsor spot for for this one. Thanks, guys. That's really nice of them. <laughs> so they wanted us to help get the word out for their annual bake sale, which is coming up on the 24th of mid-year. They're going to be providing dumplings, sweet rolls, pies, crostatas, you name it. And it's going to be in the Plains District, which means all of the local vendors are going to have their stalls set up. There's going to be fun, games, all sorts of things. So why why did they want us to help them get the word out? Well... Recently, there's a new member of the White Run Guard. Now, this person used to be an adventurer, much like myself. I used to be an adventurer like you. And while they were out venturing, they saw that some of the other holds, the guard uniforms had more protection, we'll say. And recently, Larry was fighting a dragon, with the help of the dragon born, of course, and got a little scratched up on the arms. So, all proceeds at the bake sale are going towards getting new gauntlets for the White Run Guard uniform. Commander Caius himself said that this is approved as part of the standard uniform if they can raise enough funds at the bake sale. So make sure that you come out, have a good time, enjoy some sweets. We'll see you there. We really love supporting a good cause. We're really thrilled to have the White Run Guard as this week's sponsor. And try not to murder anybody while you guys are there. And also know that your sweet sweet rolls will be well protected. Yes. They need help. You know, those guys make surprisingly little. They really do. They No wonder they're so angry. So what, they have fur gauntlets. Are they trying to upgrade so, so, steel? So White Run guards, the, the brave men and women on the front lines in, in the White Run hold, they they actually don't wear anything on their forearms, on their arms at all. They, for the most part, they don't even have gloves. So they're they're just holding really their arms just, up. Just bare arming it. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Just to clarify, you're saying bare arm as in nothing on their arms, not bare arms, <laughs> right? Bare arms. The, oh the A-R-E, not the E-O-A-R. Not cave bare arms. <laughs> That would be great. Snow bear I think there's a mob. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Oh, really? Terrifying. Maybe that's what the White Run Guard should be saving up for. <clears throat> bear arms. Bear so, arms. Killian, I know that you have some cool information to pass along. I have some very, very, very interesting, off, spicy information. Ooh. I'm intrigued. So, everybody knows Nazim. <sighs> have you ever been to the Cloud District, Nazim? Angry all the time, Nazim. Do you get to the Cloud District very often? Oh, what am I saying? Of course you don't. You know, he gets me every time. I shouldn't get mad, but I get I get steam. Yeah, very, very oh, upset. Oh, it's very, very, very upset. Well, I recently discovered why Nazim is so cool. angry. Okay. Sounds uh, intriguing. It's part of some cut content from Skyrim that Todd Howard apparently didn't have room for. So, Nazim, he stays at the local inn. But originally, he was supposed to have his own place called, I believe, the Winterstead Manor. Somebody catch me in the air. And, and this is Whiterun? This is Whiterun. Okay. And But this building doesn't exist. Yet, if you look in his pocket, he still has keys for it. Him and his wife both have keys for it. Who's his wife? 
Uh, her name escapes me off the top of my okay. head. But more importantly, you know who else has a key to that manor? Acolyte Jensen. What? Interesting. Why would, you know, two different guys and yeah. women have a key to the same manner? That's right. Nazim's wife is cheating on him. Nazim is a cuck. What? And that's why he's so angry all the time. Whoa. <sighs> Bombshell. Yeah, apparently there wasn't room to expand on this. On this storyline. this very story <laughs> right yeah, but that's that's why he's so angry all the time. That's why he always has a furrowed brow and looks down. He took the cloud district. He's escaping to the cloud district. He's escaping from the cloud district. And one, you know, one tries to think what well, he's doing in the cloud district. I don't actually don't want to think about it because he might be drowning in sorrows. Maybe drowning in sorrows. He might have somebody that he's seeing exactly. there. Yeah, is exactly. his whole maybe, maybe the cook up at the the Jarl's at Dragon's Reach. Yeah. Oh, could be anything. Okay, number of things. That is some ace detective work, Killian. Very, yeah, well very done. Killian. If you think that's good detective work, check out this. Whoa. Well, in honor of Pride Month, as you guys know, I'm gay. So as a you child, I always looked for other gay characters in, in video games and movies to identify with. Okay. Skyrim has one gay couple, but they're in Solstheim and they've been murdered. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So there's no there's no openly gay couples, but I believe that Rorik from Rorik's Dead. Ah. With his wizard friend. I believe they are lovers. Ooh. Mm, the way they talk so fondly about each other. Light touches, light touches on the arm. Light touches on the arm. You know, firm handshakes. Uh-huh. A lot. So is this something that we can get an update on next episode? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I will do some further investigating. And I will let you know. Because right now it's just suspicion. It's just suspicion. You can notice things, behavior patterns. Things here. And, and you know, I, I just want honesty in Skyrim. And I want to be able to identify with these characters and look up to these characters. Look at the Rorik of Rorikstead. Rorik of Rorikstead, exactly. Okay. The man who discovered Rorikstead. I actually just saved him from a, from a bandit cave. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, the bandits didn't want to join me, so I had to just kill them you're, all. You're, you're counting there a lot, aren't you? You're really running this problem a, a lot. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm now the harbinger of the companion, right. so they might respect me a little bit more now. I have a feeling they won't. Yeah, it's good. It's good to dream, though. It's good to have hopes. Then it will rain blood. From this. Oh, okay. Well, okay. It's a heck of a thing for a leaf yeah, farmer. Yeah, this has been a theme. You got to water the soil. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I will do some more investigating. Yeah. I will probably break into his house, and I will let you guys know. Oh next well, okay. Skyrim, not real life. And now here in Arison, we do not we do not endorse breaking people's houses while they sleep and studying them. I just want everyone to know that. Maybe we do. I do. I, I do. Maybe we do. I don't know our message. Not the podcast as a whole, but I do. So, as our listeners know, we usually have a segment where we read passages about books from Skyrim. Ah, and last few episodes have been the lusty Argonian maid. And listeners remember my great accent. That was the worst thing I've ever I heard. I sound like a Muppet, and that's fine. I'm that's still good. cleaning my ears out. I think my Muppet voice was great, but I think this episode we have a very special treat. Killian, why don't you take it away? CJ and I will be reading passages from the Wabajack. Ooh, the Wabajack. And I'll start it off. We're just going to be reading the first paragraph. Um, Dorian, can you tell us a little bit about the Wabajack first? So the Wabajack, as everyone knows, is the best Daedric artifact in the game. It uh, is a staff that you get from the quest Mind of Madness. Mm-hmm. After you grab it, you have the ability to use the staff. You can cast a random, random spell. It could be Thunderbolt. It could be a Frost spell. It could be turn someone into a mammoth cheese bowl. It could be make, take away someone's armor, etc. It could be anything you can think of. It's fantastic. And there's a book about it. There's a book about it. And the you know, author... My mom always used to say that life was like a, a Wabajack. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so there's a book about it called Wabajack. Called Wabajack. 
And the author, I believe, is unknown, but there are strong suspicions that it is indeed Pelagius the Third. That makes sense. That makes sense. So CJ and I will be reading. Little boys shouldn't summon up the forces of eternal darkness unless they have an adult supervising. I know, I know, but on that sunny night on the fifth of the first seed, I didn't want an adult. I wanted Hermanius Mora, the danger of knowledge, learning, gums, and varnishes. <clears throat> you see, I was told by a beautiful, large-breasted man who lived under the library in my hometown that the fifth of first seed was Her Her Hermaeus? Hermaeus Mora's knight. And if I wanted the Og Ogma Infinium, the book of knowledge, I had to summon him. When you're the new king of solitude, every bit of knowledge helps. Excellent job on the pronunciation. Thank well, you. Yeah, well done. Yeah, well done, indeed. I, yeah, I, I still don't know if I got that right. Agma. I'm going to say Agma. 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 I don't know why they didn't just say the Book of Knowledge. That would have been easier. Well, they don't know who wrote it, so it's not like we can write in to... But again, clues, clues mm. point to that it isn't probably Pelagius. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, Gillian, yeah, so you were telling us, I think you texted Lee and I about a week ago or so, asking if you should legendary your skills. Could you explain what that means exactly? So when you legendary your skills, you get a skill to level 100. And then you go and you select that skill, and it wipes out all your perk points and takes it back down to 15, and you can start leveling it up again. Okay. Do you keep the perk points? You keep the perk points. You keep them. You can redistribute them wherever you want. Okay. So I texted you both in our little nerdy Skyrim group chat. Cool, cool. And I said, should I legendary? Lee immediately says, always. Always. And Dorian said, eh. eh. So I decided to, to table that, and I think we should discuss it now, briefly. Okay. So Dorian, I'll start with your question. Do you get to keep the perk points? Yes, sir. This is effectively the reason, the greatest reason to choose to go legendary. Say that you've been leveling, uh, what, what's one of your top skills? Sneak. So say your sneak is good. Mm -hmm. You've probably got, what, 10, 12 skill points invested? Some of that points invested yeah. in there? Yep. So you use sneak all the time, which is part of why it's such a high skill for you. By converting it to legendary, you get all of those 12 perk points back. Right. Your sneak goes to 15. You're going to be sneaking anyway, so you're going to level that back up to 50 in no time. And you have all of these other perk points that you can redistribute. Maybe your smithing needs a few perk points, but you, you've been focusing on sneak. Now you have those perk points, and you get to earn them all back as you continue to level. That's point one. Ooh, that's what point one. So that does sound cool. I guess my reservation was that I didn't know like if, well, I guess the perk point thing is cool. But also, I didn't know if by making the skill legendary, would it slightly improve the skill? It's base level, would it slightly improve, or would it just go back to being base 15? It goes, right, it goes back okay. to being base 15, which means you get to level it all over right, again. Right, right. Which for some people could be fun. Uh, mm -hmm. Say say you're doing pickpocketing, and you're pickpocket level 100, you can you can steal gold chains worth 1,900 gold and, and not even bat an eye. Now you're back, and there's a challenge added oh, no. to the to the using the skill okay not only that the thing for me was mine was one-handed i got one-handed up to 100 pretty quickly mm -hmm. i like using one-handed weapons but if it's level 100 i don't see the point in using one-handed weapons because it's not going to affect my overall level my overall leveling up has been so much quicker since i legendary okay spins. see i didn't know I, so i've never i can recall I, i've never legendary my skills 
and I've gotten a couple of them up at the level 100. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will try. Try it out, my man. I'm always trying Let us things. know next episode yeah, so what you I'll think. I'll be glad to. All right, so CJ, what did you think of your first appearance on Arrows to the Knee? Uh, I loved it. I'm inspired to go start another game. And Heck yeah. I, just I learned be, a few things yeah. I didn't know before. So, yeah. Just don't charge, don't just charge headfirst to the end of the forest. I think I'm going to do that. I think okay, I'm going to do well, the opposite of what you tell me. Okay. And see what well, that's smart. That's yeah, what I That's mean. not smart <laughs> okay. because, okay, well, you know what? I wish you luck. Well, thanks. Obviously. Well, this tension wraps up episode three of Arrows to the Knee, the hashtag DovaCast. <laughs> Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell, tell your enemies, your neighbors too. Put yeah. out a smoke signal telling people about it. Put a flare it. up. Put a flare up. Don't forget, also forget to follow us on social media. Yes. Because we are very social people. I'm Killian McMurphy on Instagram and Facebook, at the shooter KM on Twitter. Dorian's trying to remember his... <laughs> 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 so, well, we'll include it in the episode description. As always, yeah. I, I, uh, you find me on Facebook at Dorian Mitchell. Um, I'm on Twitter as DorianM48. On Instagram as Dorian, DorianM48. All right. Well, as for me, Twitter's the only social network that actually exists. I'm Stetson3. You can Ooh, find me there. Strong statement. Lee, or CJ, I'm, same thing. I'm antisocial. Don't, don't reach out to me. Okay, don't well, reach out to just CJ. Just send him a letter. You know. Fan mail. Fan mail. Send, oh. send my stuff to Killian. He'll, he'll handle <laughs> yes, it. Yes, it's all for I'm his personal secretary. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to see you next month. Get excited. Good luck on your travels. Once again, what was that? Don't forget to like, like share, share, and subscribe, my dudes. dudes.